You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Well, 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 if it isn't episode 137 of the Soul Forge podcast. Welcome to the Soul Forge, a place of silent mystery, quiet contemplation, and outright mayhem. Join your host, Sean Vanderloo, as he guides you through the adventures of living. Together, we'll talk about life and love, sex and dating, joy and heartache, memories and loss, and so much more. Don't worry, it's not nearly as pretentious as it sounds. Get ready for life, the universe, and everything on The Soul Forge. Hey everybody, it's Sean. I'm back at you with another exciting episode. Kidding, this one is probably not too exciting. I was thinking, the last few weeks have been uh, pretty emotional episodes, uh, deep dives into my feelings and radical honesty and all that good stuff. Well, guess what? I'm going to take a break this week, and as you can tell from the title, whatever I'm calling this thing, we're going to talk about money and finances and uh, how to be a good saver and how to, how to, how to live into retirement without starving, I guess. I don't know. I didn't write any notes down for this episode, so I'm just going to kind of wing it. Not even sure exactly what I'm going to talk about. Uh, I am going to talk about uh, some of my own financial mistakes and maybe success stories as well. Why? Uh, Because I went to the bank yesterday and talked to my bank lady and uh, rearranged some of my stuff. And uh, that was a good thing. So we're just going to go from there. But Sean, you're asking yourself, why the heck are you doing a podcast about money? That's not a regular Soul Forge topic. And I say to you, that is correct. But the main reason is, if you recall from last week's episode, I mentioned that I made a list of qualities that I'm looking for in a partner. And one of the things that I mentioned was uh, being financially stable. What the heck does that even mean? I have no idea what I'm going to do, maybe one of these days, because people have asked me, what's on this magical list of qualities that you're looking for? What's on the list, Sean? Maybe I'll do an episode on the list. I'll need a good title for that episode. Am I just going to call it Sean's List or The List? Maybe if you have any suggestions, let me know. Podcast at gmail.com. Now, back when I was younger, way, way back in the, uh, probably not the late 70s, but the early 80s, Uh, me and my grandfather used to talk about when I got older, we were going to be gold prospectors and we were going to be rich. He, uh, he had his own airplane and he was a pilot and, uh, he he could go in and out of places and, and we did a lot of adventures together, like riding motorcycles and camping and stuff, but we never ended up going prospecting for some reason, but we used to talk about it all the time. So sadly, I don't have any gold. I'm not rich. I can't just go to Tesla Motors and put the money down for a Cybertruck, unfortunately. Be awesome, but that's not the case, sadly. Because that's what I would do. Did I, uh, did I ever talk about the Cybertruck? I'm not sure if I did. I think I did on the Rusted Robot podcast, but not sure that I did it here on Soulforge. So Elon Musk there, he uh, unveiled this Cybertruck a few months back. There's three trims. There's the uh, the one motor, the two motor, and the three motor, and uh, based on which motor or engine that you get, uh, that 
translates into how many miles you can go before you need a recharge because it's not a gas engine it's an electric engine or motor or whatever you call these things so there's three trims uh, american prices base model 39,000, 49,000, or 69,000. Uh, and I, of course, I'd want to get the three motor one so I can drive further. Uh, $69,000 translated into Canadian money is like 100 grand, especially after you get the uh, update package with the pressurized cabin so that if you magically get transported to Mars, you could still drive around and breathe, or like maybe if you're going and driving underwater, your cabin's pressurized, so you're okay. And there's also a self-driving option, which is an extra bunch of money. I don't have $100,000 just to go and uh, spend on the Cybertruck, but wouldn't that be awesome? And the thing is practically indestructible. You can hit it with a sledgehammer and not dent anything, and that would be great. Uh, but I, I don't want to be in debt for the next 15 years paying for a Tesla Cybertruck, so I don't know what's going to happen. Although my car is 8 years old this April, and uh, it's seen better days, so i got to figure it out pretty soon. But anyway, why am I talking about that? I don't know. The bank lady got me thinking about uh, finances and what I want to do with uh, the monies that I make from the post office. So let's go back. Way back. Grew up poor. Yes, I did. I think I mentioned it before. My parents split up when I was five and lived with my mom. Dad wasn't around too much. He, he had his own business. He still does. Uh, moving houses, building basements, uh, doing renovations and all kinds of things. Uh, so he was pretty busy. Mom had odd jobs, nothing major or steady until we were way older. Uh, so her success story was if she was able to keep $300 a month in the bank, she was doing okay. So that was that was what it was for us. We weren't rich. We, weren't, we didn't have a lot of money. We didn't go on vacations. We didn't do a lot of things. Uh, she always made sure we had food and that we were clothed. And that was successful, and we appreciated it. We didn't have the best of clothes. We shopped at Byway, so we had tracks and venture shoes, which fell apart pretty quick. But we always made do, and she did the best she could. So that was an example to me to always keep at least a minimum amount of money in your bank account. Never go below that, uh, because then you don't feel secure. So that was one thing she always said. And I think my brothers could attest to that as well. Uh, speaking of my brothers, we have various levels of success in our life, I think. So there's me, the oldest, and I'd say I'm of middling success. And then there's the next brother down, Curtis, and he's an accountant, and he has a fancy job at the hospital in Sault Ste. Marie, and he makes all kinds of money. So he's doing well. And then there's brother Robin, who is living with me, living paycheck to paycheck, and is not doing well at all. So, three various levels of success. So, I won't talk about much about Curtis or Robin, because they're not here. Maybe we'll do a, uh, a Brothers episode one of these days, maybe on one of our road trips, where we go on some kind of adventure. So, before we get into my finances, I think now is a good time to play a promo for another podcast here on the ESO Network. And I didn't look up what promo I'm going to play, so while I... Edit the podcast tomorrow. I'll slip one in right here, and we'll both be surprised. Hello, America. Do you like listening to knowledgeable people who are passionate about what they do? Wilbur does, don't you, Wilbur? Well, what about Daisy? She likes to listen to shows about pop culture, movies, television, and comic books. Good thing Wilbur and Daisy found the Nerd Bliss Podcast. You, too, can find the Nerd Bliss Podcast at nerdblisspodcast.com and on the ESO Network. Just remember, Nerd Bliss is one word. 
Okay, and wasn't that an awesome promo? Gotta go check out that podcast, whatever it may be. As soon as I'm done editing, I'm gonna go download all the episodes, and I think you guys out there in podcast land should do the exact same thing. Have to support everybody here on the ESO network. And speaking of finances, you can support them with the ESO Patreon or Patreon thing. You can also support this podcast uh, and my Rusted Robot podcast by going to patreon.com slash Darth Vaderloo. I don't really expect you to do that, but I thought I'd mention that and throw that out there because some people like to support podcasts and don't know anything about it. And I never promote or talk about the Patreon that I have, uh, so I just did because we're talking about money this week, guys and girls. I always forget to say girls. I just, just say folks, maybe. Very stream of consciousness episode this week. I should probably scrap the whole thing, but guess what? I'm not going to do it because uh, I need to provide you with some free content. Was that snarky? I hope it wasn't snarky. I'm in a really weird mood for some reason. I'm in a really good mood. Why am I in such a good mood? I don't know. Life seems to be coming together. Uh, everything's coming up, Sean. And maybe that's because I'm just letting the universe flow, letting things happen, not worrying about stuff, trying not to control the directions of the currents of the flow of the universe and the fates and whatever. All very woo-woo stuff there. But anyway, let's get back to talking about money. So, grew up poor, always wanted to be rich when I grew up, never became a prospector, uh, went to university, uh, got an English degree. I was going to go teach English overseas and do that for a bunch of years, save up all kinds of money, and then move to Hollywood and uh, use the savings up as I went on auditions and stuff and become a famous actor so I could kiss all the pretty actresses and make all kinds of money and drive fancy cars. But guess what? None of that happened uh, because as I learned through counseling and stuff over the past uh, five or six, seven, eight months, I've always lived my life because of fear. It's always stopped me. And I never went to teach English in Japan or China because uh, that was scary and I didn't know what to expect and I didn't save up all kinds of money and I didn't go to Hollywood and I didn't audition for anything and I never kissed Kate Winslet or uh, who else would it have been? Maybe Nev Campbell or um, let me think who else there might have been. Let's even go with um, Angelina Jolie or Jennifer Lopez because why not? Yeah, so none of that ever happened and I never got to rub elbows with uh, Brad Pitt and Leo DiCaprio or Edward Norton, or Steve Buscemi, or any of those guys. Would love to be in a movie with John Goodman, because he's a great actor. But anyway, none of that stuff happened, and here I am, up in Timmins, the land that culture forgot, just trying to survive, folks. And that's that's what I'm doing here. So we're going to talk about money, and I'm kind of avoiding this subject, maybe, because I don't really want to get into my personal finances too much, but I will. So went to university, had to use OSAP, or Ontario... Student Assistance Plan, I think it stands for. Took out loans to do the college thing. Then never really used it because I never did anything. So that was a waste of money. And I, I always thought when I was younger that I was uh, really good with money because I, I would uh, save up a, as much as I could, spend as little as possible. Marketing was my favorite class in high school. I, I should have gone into marketing and advertising or something, uh, but I didn't. I don't know why. A lot of I don't know whys in my life, actually. Anyway, I uh, went to university, then couldn't really get a good job afterwards, so where did I work? I worked at Mike's Mart, didn't make a lot of money. Um, then I went to the call center, didn't make a lot of money. And then I moved up to Timmins, still at the call center, didn't make a lot of money. 
then I went to Home Depot because I couldn't stand the call center anymore because I was tur- I was just turning 30 and I needed to do something better with my life than being a phone jockey. So went to Home Depot. Actually took a pay cut to go to Home Depot because I hated uh, the call center that much. That was an even worse job than the call center and I should have never uh, took it. So then when the post office called me, I was like, all right, I'll do that. And it was uh, almost twice as much per hour than I was making at the other place. So yeah, of course I took it took me a few years to get full-time hours, but I did, and uh, that was great. So then I was making all kinds of money, but then I made some bad choices. What did I do? Well, actually before that, before that, uh, the girl that I was with in North Bay that I transferred up to Timmins with, uh, I had to go bankrupt because of her. That's something I've never talked about on the podcast. I had to go bankrupt because uh, I let her control the finances because she was four years older, and I assumed she knew what she was doing, uh, and I didn't pay as close of attention as I should have. So lesson number one is pay attention closely to your own finances, because if not, bad things can happen. Not necessarily that they will happen, but if you don't choose the right partner, big trouble. Because we had a joint bank account because, I don't know, she suggested it, and I thought that was a great idea, so I did. Um, so that was bad. So I had to declare bankruptcy. And then um, after that relationship was over couldn't do anything really financially for seven years. Uh, so I slowly built my credit back up, uh, got with Trish, the mother of my child. And then uh, we were looking for a house together. And of course, I, I couldn't be on the mortgage because I was still under the bankruptcy. Luckily, she had enough credit to do it. So she got the house and we lived there for three years until that relationship ended. We never had a joint bank account because I was too scared to do so. Uh, But she's the one I could have trusted and should have, but didn't. Uh, And then I ended up with Bridget. We got married. And then uh, that fell apart too, because what's the common denominator in my life? Oh, my relationships keep falling apart. And I thought maybe they were crazy, but you know what? Maybe it's my fault. I don't know. That's a totally different uh, podcast. We're not going to talk about that right now on The Money Show. So after things ended with Bridget, I needed to get the heck out of there and get my own house. So what I had to do was consolidate all my debt, my car payments, uh, some credit cards, and uh, maybe get a little bit of money for a down payment on a house. So it's a five-year loan, which, yay, finally, by the end of this summer, I will uh, be done paying for, which is great because that's been like $700 a month that I've been paying into this freaking loan repayment. Yeah, have I been living paycheck to paycheck? Pretty much. Did I think having Robin come and move in with me would save me some money? I did. Is it happening? No, it's not. That's a different story. So yeah, that's been a long five years of trying to pay this loan off. So went and talked to the bank lady uh, about that. That's coming along well. Uh, I have a little bit of credit card debt, which she transferred over to my line of credit uh, because the interest rate is so much lower. So instead of paying like uh, 70 bucks a month interest on my visa... By the time I pay it off, it'll only be like 120 bucks over a year in interest. So saving all kinds of money on interest, that's uh, that's getting handled and put into proper perspective. Decided to put $50 away a month into a TFSA mutual fund thing, or a tax-free savings account mutual fund high-risk investment thing. And she calculated it for me. 
So 50 bucks a month until I'm 65, and I'm 43 and a half right now. So over the next 22 years, if it averages 5% interest uh, until I'm 65, that's about 50 grand I'll have. So that is good for retirement. And I'm always saving money for retirement. I've, al- I've always put money away, uh, and then I always spend it because every time I figure I got a good amount of savings, oh, look, I have to fix the brakes on the car. Oh, look, uh, my son needs to go on this school trip. Oh, look, I need some furniture for the new house that I just bought. So there's always something that comes up, but I figure with this 50 bucks, set it and forget it, let it do its own thing, and I don't even have to worry about it. And luckily, I have a government job, so I've got a government pension, so my retirement savings are secure. I don't know how much I'm going to have, but there's that, so I don't have to worry about that kind of thing. Uh, So overall, basically, I'm horrible with money. When I was with Lynn, she used to spend all kinds of money, mostly on coffee and cigarettes and who knows what else. So I developed a nasty eBay habit. Uh, So I figured if if we were losing money anyway, might as well get something out of it. So I was buying all kinds of Star Trek action figures and different things on eBay. So I'm not saying she was wrong or I was wrong or anybody was right. It was just what it was. So it definitely wasn't always good with money. And for the most part, I think I probably knew better. But another thing about me is I used to define myself as a collector. So if I didn't have a bunch of crap, then it wasn't who I was. And it's retail therapy. If I feel bad or if I'm depressed, I tend to spend a lot of money. And it's only once I've spent the money that I realize, oh crap, I must be in a bad mood because I shouldn't have bought that thing. Do you guys ever do that? Probably, right? It seems to be fairly common because you get that... Uh, feeling of euphoria when you spend the money and get the thing and then you're like oh crap uh i should have spent that on food or paid a bill or put it into my retirement account so anyway that's my money talk for this week did you learn anything i don't know i don't i don't know if this was coherent at all Uh, i just didn't want to talk about emotions too much because uh, well last week i I just re-listened to that episode last week about uh, unexpected magic And I wasn't nearly as emotional as I thought I was. I wasn't too revealing about how uh, I felt about stuff. A little bit, but not too much. And the week before was uh, pretty intensive with the poetry. So I'm like, "Mm, let's let's talk about something kind of not controversial or deep or icky emotions. Of course, it's me and it's the Soul Forge. So emotional stuff does come up. Some of my past stuff comes up. It's just who I am. Uh, remember episode 132? I'm unapologetically me. It's just who I am, and you love me for it. So that's why you're listening to this episode, right? Of course. So just to sum up, pretty bad with money. Grew up poor. I'm doing what I can to put my finances in order. I'm doing what I can to have retirement savings. I want I want a Tesla Cybertruck, but they're too expensive. Uh, and I want to go on some fancy trips because I've always wanted to see the world, and I've never done it, and I'm 43. And I'm not getting any younger, obviously. I hate that expression, actually, because, duh, nobody's getting younger. But I got to go see some of the world. And one of these days, I'm going to do it. So who's coming with me? You want to come for, you wanna come for a, a ride? I was going to say, you want to come on vacation with me? Soulforgepodcast at gmail.com. Make your best case. We'll, we'll split the thing and we'll go somewhere fancy. Who wants to go? I don't care who you are. Let's just go on a trip because we've got to see the world before it explodes in nuclear Armageddon or uh, fires everywhere. I don't know. Let's let's uh, go somewhere fun. We'll buy some marshmallows and 
roast them as the world burns. I don't know. It's an image in my head. I gotta stop. I'm gonna I'm gonna end the podcast here because I feel ridiculous. I'm in a great mood though. I don't know if you can tell. I hope you can because life is awesome. Things are great. Uh, the universe has a plan, and I'm letting it happen and unfold as it should. And that's all I know for now. But anyway, until next time. Thanks for coming by. Hope you enjoyed this episode because I had a great time talking about it. That's it for now. And remember, if there is no struggle, there is no progress. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Soul Forge podcast. Your support is greatly appreciated, and we hope you'll tune in again next time. Remember that you can visit soulforgepodcast.com for all of our social media links. And don't forget to share the show with everyone you know. The Soul Forge Podcast is your best source for living your best life. Think about it. All right, Chris, we're going to start with um, a little word association game. All right, so I'm going to say a phrase. Mm-hmm. You just say the first thing that pops into your mind, all right? I'm massively jet-lagged, so this could go anywhere. This could go anywhere. This is the fun of it. Go on. The unpredictability. Tesla Cybertruck. Lego. Well, that's a very good way into it, because what was your first reaction when you saw that thing? You saw Lego troll him yesterday, did you? Yeah, I thought it was. So I thought that was very funny. I have two very distinct views on this, and I'm not sure which one I adhere to most. On the one hand, it's the usual utter nonsense from Mr. Musk that, that just makes you question the validity of everything he does, because it looks like it was designed by a four-year-old who'd um, had a sleepless night, and, and it doesn't seem to bear any kind of scrutiny at all. They then release a video of it doing a tug-of-war against an F-150 in two-wheel drive, yeah, yeah. and then they claim it's quicker than a GT3 RS. It's all absolute rubbish. Mm-hmm. Um, but on the other hand, I think people who are natural disruptors like him come in to um, sedentary industries or marketplaces and they just kick the you-know-what out of it and they always end up with a result. So he's done it before. Do I think that the Cybertruck will look like that when it's finished? No, I don't. How does that pass any kind of pedestrian impact tests? Yeah. I mean, it looks like you could cut yourself on the bodywork if yeah. you walk too close to it's it. Basically, we've got this tried and tested format in the car industry, which is you do a concept car. Yeah. If enough people go, ooh, then you do a real he's, one. What, 200,000 people have signed up for yeah. $100? Yeah. So that's what... But he's, he's just skipped that step. He's blurred that million. line. He's basically taking people's money before he's finished it. I, I think the thing itself is is risible, largely. But but what what he does is he comes in and he, question, he questions what we accept from a product or from a particular vertical in the motor industry. And he's very good at that. So don't be surprised if he does produce a vehicle that can monster an F-150. I just think the Cybertruck might be a bit too much of a piss take. Does your inner eight-year-old want one even a little bit? Yeah, I don't think it looks too bad. Some people think, most people think it looks awful. A bit of me goes, well, what? I mean, I think an F-150, look, I think that class of vehicle looks pretty ropey anyway. Yeah. But yeah, it's all these claims of it having a billion foot-pounds of torque and being able to tow this and that. Also, it didn't look like the flatbed was very big to me. No. Nah. There wasn't much room. No. I like the ramp thing. You need to be able to get a European pallet in The there, integrated ramp, I thought, was quite cool. That's quite cool, with the, with the sort of matching But um, other than ATV. that, yeah, it's just this normal... And there's four cars now he's shown us. Is Four vehicles that you that, can't that buy. That you can't buy. So the the semi, the yeah. Y, the Roadster, yeah, and and now this. Yeah. And I'm sort of thinking that maybe the twenty five million dollars he's made in six days is probably. But going that doesn't finishing the Roadster. Well, that doesn't cover off his interest payments for last week, does it? I wouldn't have thought. <laughs> so I don't know what he's up to, but 
and it always comes back to one thing with me. You show me any of these cars that you can't buy, and I think this. He made a rocket that can land. So he can do anything. He can make it. Those, I still don't believe those are real. Yeah, those, yeah. those videos. Of they these, parachute back down to Earth. They don't parachute, yeah. mate. They reverse oh, thrust yeah, into the ground. He's made a rocket that can land. I think he can do an electric pickup. So he pick can make up, an electric pickup, can't he? Yeah. yeah All right. So we'll finish on um, you know, the hard-hitting, serious question. Yeah. Um, if you had to drive around for the rest of your life in either a Cybertruck or a DeLorean, that other stainless steel hero, yeah. which would it be? Well, the DeLorean would have to be electric, wouldn't it, I suppose? Um, oh, I'd have a Cybertruck. I mean, the DeLorean is hilariously <laughs> isn't it? So slow. Yeah, I mean, if you've ever driven one, they're just, yeah. they're rubbish. Utter tosh. Um, and unless, and I don't know, a bare DeLorean would be fine, but you'd still be tempted to slightly back to future it, wouldn't you? Mm-hmm. Um, but no, they're, they're hopeless cars. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping through Amazon.com or the TeePublic store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.